You're listening to the Gospel Project for Students Weekly Leader Training, helping you lead your students in their journey through the storyline of Scripture. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Students. I'm Drew Dixon. I'm the team leader for Student Ongoing Bible Studies at Lifeway. And today we're discussing Unit 28, Session 2, and it's titled Empowered by the Holy Spirit. So once again, we're digging into... um, who is this third person of the Trinity, and how does this person of the Godhead, uh, the Holy Spirit, empower us to live for Christ and to live on mission and to love our neighbors and to serve them? And this week, our main point is this. We are called to meet people's earthly and spiritual needs. We see this very clearly in this passage. Uh, you know, Peter and John are going up to the temple in the afternoon to pray and probably to teach as well. And as they're headed that way, um, they find this lame beggar. And when I say lame, I don't mean he wasn't cool. I mean that he couldn't walk, right? (laughs) And so this guy is wanting money. He's wanting food. He's, he can't provide for himself because of his disability. And, uh, Peter and John do something really amazing. Peter, along with John, looks straight at him, and they say, uh, look at us. So he turns up and looks at them, expecting to get something from them. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. So Peter makes really clear, look, this is not me healing you. This is Jesus. Um, Jesus is looking upon you with grace and kindness. And so that's a picture um, of how God wants us to live. Like, we may not be able to heal people uh, in the same way that Peter and John did, though I think we really need to um, consider what we believe about that. Like, do we really believe that God still heals today? I think that we should. Um, Though that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be the ones that direct that healing to people necessarily, but, uh, but it is true that God calls us to meet people's physical and spiritual needs, and we see that here because after this, um, Peter and John use this as an opportunity to preach the gospel, and Peter calls people pretty boldly to repent, and he points out pretty boldly, as Peter does so often in the early chapter of Acts, um, he calls people to realize that Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament, that he is the promised Messiah, and that it's through faith in him that we can be saved, and he calls people to repent. Verse 19, this is the call Peter gives Therefore, repent and turn back so that your sin may be wiped out, that the seasons of refreshing may come in the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus, who, is appointed, who, he has, who has been appointed for you as the Messiah. Um, so, again, this is a passage that's about meeting both physical and spiritual needs, and I think this is something that we need to think very carefully about as we think about what does ministry look like for us today. Um, so, I want to point you to a few questions that I think are really helpful in the leader guide. Um, make sure you always spend some time on the Our Mission page. This is where we're really helping you, trying to help you in different ways apply the Bible to your heart and life and to help your students begin to take steps to apply the Bible to their hearts and lives. Um, so here's a question on the head section. It says, how can we make sure we don't, like the Pharisees, know the scriptures but miss Jesus? Uh, We can know a lot about Jesus, a lot about who he was and what he came to do, and uh, we can understand that he's the Messiah, but we can still um, miss uh, trusting in him and living for him. 
I think for the Pharisees, it became about, um, you know, keeping the rules and, and, and dotting your T's and crossing your I's. And it became this thing that it was never supposed to be. Um, the greatest commandment is to love God with all our hearts and our neighbor as ourselves. And so they uh, lost sight of that because they thought that, hey, we've got to purify Israel by doing all these things right and keeping all these rules and making sure we're in line with everything we're supposed to be in line with. And they missed the heart they missed the heart of God. Um, I think something we can do something similar today. Students face the temptation today to try to cross all their T's and dot all their I's in terms of... Um, you know, going to school, doing their chores, like um, coming to church. It can be a spiritual thing. Like I go to church every week. I go on short-term mission trips. I go to camp. I sign up for all the events. Um, I'm, I'm there when, you know, there's a prayer meeting at the church, and they can begin to think that that's what it means to follow Jesus. That's part of it. Doing those things are good things, but it's bigger than that, isn't it? Um, it's deeper than that. Um, being a follower of Jesus means doing exactly what Peter and John did here in this passage, and it means looking for ways to legitimately love and serve our neighbors. And then taking the next step of also sharing the hope of the gospel with our neighbors, with the people around us, with the people on our te- our sports teams and our activities and the band and whatever else we do. Um, that's the good news of the gospel. And uh, I'm praying for you that it would go well as you teach your, your students this week. And uh, we'll see you again for next time. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Students. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.